0: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. All right, welcome back. Um, Just over a week ago, we told you about this uh, court ruling in Saskatchewan that was potentially hugely significant, not just in that province, but here in Alberta, too of course alberta and saskatchewan entered confederation at the same time and there were some guarantees written at the time around religious education so we're both operating under kind of the same constitutional situation as it pertains to separate schools catholic schools is there a charter guarantee a constitutional guarantee that there will be publicly funded catholic schools in both provinces Well, certainly, you know, the future of Catholic schools as we know them was maybe a little bit up in the air after this court ruling because basically this court of Queen's Bench Justice ruled that it is unconstitutional for the provincial government to pay for non-Catholic students to attend Catholic schools. And we see a lot of that in both provinces. So if Catholic schools then can no longer accept non-Catholic students, uh, what does that mean for their funding? What does that mean for their future? So there were a lot of questions about what this would entail. And in Saskatchewan, we learned today, they're they're moving to moot those concerns because uh, they want that choice to continue to be a- available. And if it flies in the face of a court ruling, a constitutional question, I guess there's an option available. Brad Wall, the premier of Saskatchewan, making it known today that they will invoke the notwithstanding clause. Joining us for the latest on why they're doing this, what this might mean, uh, David Baxter, provincial affairs reporter in Saskatchewan with Global News. Uh, David, thanks for joining us here. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me on, Rob. Okay, well, does this mean, I mean, is the, is the government still appealing the court ruling at the same time? Do we know?
1: Uh, now, the government, I don't believe they were ever actually appealing the um, Regina Catholic School, um, sorry, not the Regina Catholic, the Saskatchewan Catholic School Board Association. They are filing an appeal that the province does support. That is still going to be going forward, as uh, Premier Wall said just about an hour or so ago, that they're uh, basically going to be looking to put forward the notwithstanding clause just as a way of giving uh, parents that assurance that you know, the status quo as far as kids, non-Catholic kids being able to go to Catholic schools will stand for at least the next five years. And the Premier was saying that as long as they are able to continue forming government, they will be renewing this notwithstanding clause until there is a uh, decision um, based on this appeal.
0: OK, so it's possible that down the road, if, say, for example, this went to the Supreme Court of Canada and this ruling stood, that things might change at that point. But this is meant to be, at, at least for now, kind of an interim measure.
1: Uh, basically, for now, this is just a way of like saying that, all right, you're not going to have to worry about your kid on having to switch schools at the start of the 2018 school year. You'll, you're fine. You'll be able to stay here once the notwithstanding clause passed. It's not going to be passing for probably until the fall session or so. Um, Part of the announcement today was that the um, Justice and Education Ministries are just going to be drafting this legislation now. It may be introduced by the end of the spring session here, which will be wrapping up in just a couple of weeks, but it probably won't be passing until the fall at this point.
0: Well, all right. So what's the concern? I mean, why why is the the premier concerned about this?
1: Well, one of the biggest concerns the premier has, and uh, lots of parents have for that matter, is, they don't know for sure exactly how many non-Catholic kids are going to Catholic schools in the province. Uh, one of the big estimates is it could be anywhere from 5,000 to 10,000 kids across Saskatchewan that would all of a sudden have to switch schools and that would severely depopulate our Catholic schools and also overload um, crowded public school classrooms. I was uh, talking to a teacher friend of mine the other day. The minimum classroom size for our public schools right now is uh, in Regina is 32 kids. So you can imagine just having that many more non-Catholic, formerly Catholic school students flooding into these already large classrooms.
0: Right, and then the challenge for the Catholic schools that they would have potentially a lot of empty space if they lose mm-hmm. all of those those students, and then with that losing losing the funding, a great quite a challenge for them.
1: Yeah. And well, there's also some discrepancies on funding like some schools they do have funding based on square footage, not necessarily per student. So you would still see a big funding discrepancy there because square footage is pretty similar between the public and separate school divisions around he- around here for their sizes. But it take like Regina or like Regina, for example, we have uh, pretty much the same amount of uh, Catholic and public schools. So just looking at Regina Catholic, Regina Public. There could be potentially a major, major discrepancy in the amount of funding these uh, places are getting just based on that square footage.
0: Well, and look, I mean, as you noted, uh, I saw one of your tweets that it's pretty rare that the notwithstanding clause is invoked. I mean, it's it's seen as kind of a last resort. It's controversial, (laughs) but I guess Bradwell feels that this this is worth it. This is an important issue.
1: Yeah, he's saying just, um, like over the past, uh, week since this ruling came down, he's saying that, you know, MLAs, uh, there's about fi- yeah, 50 of the uh, 61 MLAs, our staff party MLAs here in Saskatchewan, they've been having their offices flooded with calls. Um, Premier was saying they had a caucus meeting about this, uh, last week, uh, cabinet meeting and then another caucus meeting, uh, or Today, just uh, confirming. All right, we are going to take the notwithstanding clause route, and like this hasn't been um, brought forward in 31 years. Like the last time the notwithstanding clause was used in Saskatchewan, I wasn't even alive yet, so it has been a long time.
0: It has. Yes. Well, it's going to be interesting to see the fallout, and you know, as we say, it may still impact here in Alberta too. But David, appreciate the update on this. Thanks for joining us here.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for
0: having me, Rob. All right, take care. That's uh, David Baxter, provincial affairs reporter in Saskatchewan for Global News. So this just announced by uh, Saskatchewan's premier just a short while ago here. Uh, Just given the amount of concern and confusion and not knowing what this is going to mean in the short term, I guess this is Brad Wall's way of saying nothing's going to change for now. And At some point down the road, who knows where this is all going to end up. But for now, we're going to make sure that this doesn't impact how we deliver education in any way. It's their way basically protecting the status quo for the time being. I think everybody concedes that this would be a, a huge shock to the system, both in Saskatchewan and here in Alberta. But if the constitutional point holds, this change is coming at some point. So you wonder what the numbers in Alberta would look like then. How many do we think non-Catholics are attending Catholic schools across Alberta. And so what would be the impact of cutting off funding for them? Obviously, then you're forcing them to go back into the public school system or the parents would have to look for another schooling option, maybe a charter school or a private school. But then for the Catholic system itself, to lose those students, to lose that funding, but to still have the same number of buildings, same number of spots, uh, would that be sustainable? So, I mean, it could have a, a... really huge impact and you know maybe end catholic education as we know it right and this comes at the same time as in edmonton they've been talking about offering catholic programming within the edmonton public school district and do we end up moving to that kind of a model where you no longer have a separate catholic system but you have different jurisdictions offering some catholic programming if that's what what families want. But that's easier to do in a city like Edmonton where they've talked about it than to do in a rural area. And there probably still are. I mean, we have the situation in Warrenville, obviously, where the only public school in town was the Catholic school. Uh, but that changed. There probably are, though, areas, rural areas, where maybe that's just the reality. There is a Catholic school there. But for a lot of families, a lot of non-Catholics, it's just it's easier to send your kids to that school. So they no longer can Then what happens? So I guess they're being proactive in Saskatchewan, at least as Brad Wall sees it. What's the Alberta government going to do? We haven't heard really anything from the Alberta government at this point. Maybe somehow they're hoping that this isn't going to apply here, but it's hard to see how it wouldn't. Given that the religious education guarantees are basically the same in each province. Going back to 1905. Uh, I had this text here, it says all the people I know that went to Catholic school were not practicing Catholics or not at all Catholic. Always wondered why they were were too separate. I guess there's a difference between not being a practicing Catholic, not being Catholic at all. I think all you need is the paperwork, you know, just the baptismal certificate. Therefore I'm Catholic, therefore my kids are gonna go to this school. That's not about, wow, how many Sundays out of the last year, did you go to church? And you wonder too, I mean, ask the question. Someone called in when we talked about this, who said, you know, I'm not a Catholic, but I sent my kid to Catholic school. I said, well, what if, what if this kind of a ruling then held here? Would you be willing to convert to Catholicism? If that's what it meant to keep your kid in that school. And th- that woman who had called in said she probably wouldn't. But maybe that's something else you'd see. I mean, that's a big decision to make. But I mean, if you're willing to send your kid to Catholic school, you must be already kind of okay with Catholicism. Would you convert in order to keep your kid in a Catholic school? If you're non-Catholic. And then the question is too, well, why why do you now? Is it because it's close to your house? Is it uh, you know smaller class sizes? Is it just... Maybe you're not a Catholic, but maybe you're a Christian. Maybe you like the religious component or some, you know, morality component to, to the education. I suspect there are a lot of different reasons why non Catholics would send their kids to a Catholic school, but it does happen. So that's how Saskatchewan's responding. Again, it'll be interesting to see what Alberta does in response because I think this, you know, the same point applies here. I don't think there's any avoiding it. All right, we've got a few other things to get to uh, in our time remaining here today. Hey, by the way, hear about the, uh, the Senate, the Senate of Canada, published a kid's book. Yes, your taxpayer dollars at work, folks. Well, I'll tell you a bit more about that. Got a few other things to get to. When we come back, we're going to chat with uh, reporter, uh, crime author Peter Edwards. Going to talk about his new book, Hard Road, which tells the story of the man believed to be, perceived to be, the founding father of Canadian outlaw motorcycle gang. So an interesting story to tell. We'll get into that in a few minutes here. This is Afternoons on News Talk 770.